Good early morning, ladies and gentlemen. Casual Talk Radio is back with another episode here. Gentlemen's World, thank you for listening to us today. Got some interesting topics. Going to go through those. Let's go ahead and get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump into our internal updates for those curious, and then follow on with our topic for today. CasualTalkRadio.net is the site. Check us out. We're making changes. There's still some more changes that are forthcoming. Ties to my internal updates, but just so you know, CasualTalkRadio.net, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, links at the top to contact us comes directly to me. I read each and every one of them. Happy to hear from the listeners. Make sure that we're on track and just see what we're doing. You also can listen to our audio directly from the site. So if you don't have an app or you like to listen from the web, that's a great place to do so. You can still listen from anchor.fm, which is our host, but casualtalkradio.net now does have a player where you can play directly from the site and it'll follow you as you navigate through the site. Check it out when you get a moment. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news here. I know I talked about this topic at least briefly in a previous episode, one or two, but I have more data for you, and I think it's important that we revisit it and talk about it a little bit more. So bear with me, because I think it's important. I think it's important we have the conversation. I don't know that people in forms of government, worldwide even, really appreciate the low-level people, and I'm hopeful, perhaps naively, I'm hopeful that people will kind of take this as a sign that we need to do a better job with the how we select government. I think in the United States in particular, too many people were influenced by social media. Too many people were influenced by the media. Too many people were influenced by emotions. And they made decisions simply because of those emotions or external influences, not based on core fundamentals. I, was, I like to spoil something. And I've never talked about it with anybody, uh, maybe a girlfriend in the past. But for me, when I got to the age where I could vote, 18, I told this story in a past episode. I remember it clearly, right? I'm, I, we're going to, I'm going to get the mail because I'm usually the one that gets the mail and the mail guy comes and there's this envelope that's for me, which is us- unusual because I had not, at that point, didn't get a lot of mail. If I got mail, it was from like my dad from overseas or something. I didn't get a lot of mail directly to me because I just turned 18 and my name wasn't scattered on a bunch of junk lists, right? So, and again, mind you, this is at a time when we didn't have, internet was a thing, but not heavily used like it is now. We didn't have cell phones, at least not the way we had them now. They're like bag phones or the, you know, excessively expensive flip phones. So mail was still a common way to communicate. And so I was looking forward to mail because I hadn't got a lot. I get this envelope and it, It's from Selective Service. And those outside of the United States, Selective Service is a legacy thing that says for young men, I believe it was 18 to 25, from the moment you turn 18, you have to register for Selective Service. And what it basically means is that if the government chooses to draft you, you are going to be drafted and there's nothing you can do about it. And there was a story behind that with Muhammad Ali and everything else. I'm not going to bore you with all that. Just suffice to say... I have to fill out the selective service. Along with this is the first voting. Is they basically register you to vote and you have to select your alignment. And I remember my at the time, my mother telling me, quote, you know, our family votes Democrat, which I didn't understand because it didn't make any sense because nobody explained it to me. And more unfortunately or less fortunately, it was never explained the pros and cons of both sides. At that time, we had way more parties. We had the Socialist Party, believe it or not, 
Libertarian Party was around. The Independent Party was around. The Green Party was around. We had a lot more parties than we do now. And we've been forced into a two-party system, which I think is the demise of our government, because now we don't have a voice for libertarianism, which I think libertarianism is more aligned to what I believe. Now, I say that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am one. It simply means that the way that they think and believe is very close to the way I think and believe. But as I broke it down, when I later was kind of thinking, well, what am I really? What do I decide? At the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. I don't even think about Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian. I don't think about that. All, not all, but primarily what I care about is the economy. Let me tell you why. The economy affects everybody. It doesn't matter your race, creed, color, him, nor her. It doesn't really matter your age even. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter whether you have slaves in your background. It doesn't matter whether you're employed or not. It doesn't matter. Everybody's affected by the economy at some level. And so for me, my priority has always been I want to make sure that what affects all of us is working well. For whatever reason, other people don't agree with this. And I think it's because they've never thought it through, either because they're well off themselves, like say if they're in a relationship, right, and you have a dual family income and both of you are making $200,000 a year, you're probably sitting pretty cool and you don't understand that the economy still affects you. In fact, it's worse for you because your taxes are higher. So I think nobody really sits down and thinks about why that makes better sense versus other things I see. Like to me, it's not about the rights of one group of people. I think that's been the focus because of social media, you know, whether it's black lives matter at some point or LGBTQ at some point, or just gay marriage at some point where all of these are stovepipe single group things that I don't want our federal government focusing on. I believe that's a state. Those are state level things. Economy cannot be a state-level thing. It must be federal because at the end of the day, it is the federal government who approves the budgets, who then implements things that cause us to incur inflation, who burns and wastes our money. That's more federal aligned. And so for me, I don't care who sits in that seat, any of the seats, in any of the branches. I want the economy focused on and fixed because it's not been fixed for years. It's a lesser known fact that Bill Clinton was one of the first to get the the budget balanced. <laughs> and then we jacked it up again because we went to war and we had the, you know, hurricanes and we had all this other stuff happen. But then we also did some arbitrary spending that didn't happen, that didn't need to happen like Obamacare. We have jacked up the economy. Even when somebody has the right idea and they balance the budget, somebody else comes along and jacks it all up because we just print money because we decoupled it to from gold. And so I've always been, I don't care who's in the chair and I'm not emotionally attached or detached to any individual. It's not about that. I can think that they're an idiot. I can think that they're a joke. It doesn't matter. If they're focusing on the economy, they will always have my support because I'm not thinking about the person. I'm thinking about the policy. So when I think about economy, right? And this affects, as I said, everybody. Turns out they finally, finally, after going through all 2020 and not asking the question, we're finally starting to see more fair and biased reporting about this issue that I've been talking about, which is that Americans, at least, and I'm sure it's worldwide, but Americans certainly are struggling. And I'm one voice, certainly, but I wanted it to be more understood. Well, we're now seeing surveys being performed, and it turns out that food and gas, one, they're estimating, one in two Americans is struggling financially. One in two Americans, that's unheard of. It's unheard of. Even during the recession, I don't think it was that bad, frankly. 
so I, uh, this is bad. It, and the fact is we're not fixing it. We're not prioritizing it. Instead, we're sending billions overseas. I'm going to get to that in a second. But here's some things from this. Inflation is, and rising gas prices are the biggest concern. They say that now. What frustrates me is that during 2020, these same people were quiet. And they said, nope, I care about COVID and only COVID because the media told you to care about COVID to an excessive degree. It didn't mean COVID wasn't a problem, but again, COVID only directly affected certain select groups. And we knew this. There are people with comorbidities. There are people with immunodeficiencies. There were certain key groups, and we could have helped protect these if we had simply locked down the ports of entry. The person that tried to do that got attacked. Now, in hindsight, people wish that we had done that instead of what we did do, which is empower the states to basically imprison the population. This is what I'm saying. I, yes, I like that people are finally reacting. What I don't like is people ignoring the problem until it becomes worse because we knew that this was going to be an issue the moment they started signing bills to just arbitrarily spend money when that was never going to solve anything. It wasn't going to make us any better. We had to be smarter about it and we weren't. And here's the net effect of it. The young people out there don't realize that you can't, you can't just print money like that. It's going to come back and bite you. And that's what you're seeing. Well, the young people have it harder because it's harder for them to get high-paying jobs. There are certainly in the tech sector and STEM in general, the jobs available that pay really good salaries, but they're hard to get, and they're certainly hard to keep. And layoffs are happening. We're seeing the offers being revoked. They're saying on these surveys that people are paying more for basic necessities as the cost of, of food and fuel reach highs. Well, on the gas side, they'll say, well, you need to get an electric car, deep, 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 which isn't the answer because electric cars in many cases are twice the price of a standard gas vehicle because of the technology involved. So that's not really the answer. Plus it puts a strain on the grid that nobody's ever estimated. We've had rolling brownouts on frequent occasions, especially in California. So I don't think it's the right answer, but it's an excuse. It's a convenient excuse just to make, again, a certain group who's all about climate making them happy by saying we're getting rid of fossil fuels when the truth is all we're doing is shifting cost burden and impact on another group of people who are not equipped to pay for that stuff. So now, as I see this impact on food, they're calling out that there are pieces in Ukraine that tie to this and basically that the war makes it worse. And there's what this organization called the World Food Program. It's a branch of the U.N., and they monitor basically food assistance and how food distribution happens and everything else. And what they're saying is that this organization in Ukraine, basically because ports are blocked off, right, because of the war, that there's a downstream impact to other places. Well, I was absolutely livid when I saw this, absolutely livid, not because of the, the, the incident, but because of the fact that Again, we've outsourced so much. All we do is outsource. Every country just outsources. We outsource recycling, and then it came and bit us. And we saw that there was pollution in the ocean because as we were just shipping the stuff overseas and selling it, right, for recycling, we were telling kids in school, recycle, reduce, reuse, and close the loop. In, in reality, what we were doing is sending it to countries who then eventually said, we don't want this anymore, and they just dumped it in the oceans. Then what do we do? We then lock down, if I order food right now, it's kind of a crapshoot whether I'm going to get a plastic straw or not, when really the America Americas are lesser the polluters. It's really coming from China. 
but yet we're not addressing it there, which is our own fault. We shift all this stuff over to them, which caused them, they don't care about our values. They don't care about reusing. They just discard it. They just trash it. So we never impose the secondary layer of this, which is if we're going to send you this plastic, we need to make sure you're going to use it and not just toss it in the ocean. That's on us. Instead of basically nullifying our ability to get plastic spoons and forks and, and straws, it's not solving the problem. It doesn't do anything. It's just a dumb reaction. We outsource technical resources, which makes it hard for people local to get jobs, even if they spend six figures on college. And now this outsourcing of food, and I knew that we had, you know, producers in Canada for sure, producers in Ukraine for sure. I knew there were producers, but I didn't know that this particular producer was this large and dependency was that massive to where just one war in this one area completely shuts things down and makes things harder. And then, at least in the United States, we have this push with Bill Gates buying up all the farmland and they're trying to force plant-based meats and get rid of you know, meat, real meat and AOC talking about farting cows and basically getting, basically taking away people's choices. Everything is silly because think about it. The plant-based foods are often more expensive. So that's a cost burden. Everything that we're seeing that we, the decisions we've knowingly made is increasing cost burden on other groups that are lesser likely able to pay for that stuff. So it's, it's the counter to what was presented. This is why I've always been a supporter of the economy, making sure everybody is financially solvent and can feed their families and put a roof over the head without having to worry about it. And in a perfect world, we would get back to where one salary can take care of the whole household. The second salary is simply extra to make it easier to do things like buy a house. We're nowhere close to that. And that frustrates me. It really frustrates me seeing this. And I was, I was stunned. I was really stunned. I don't know what we do about it because it is what it is, but I was stunned seeing it. And now that I kind of, because I feel it, right? I feel it in the cost of things, certainly. And I give my rant about the fact that it's hard to just, nobody wants my money. They, they want me to finance everything, which makes no sense. And nobody really wants my money. And then the cost of things is way higher than it way used to be. I'm not even talking in the short-term past. I'm talking in the distant past. The price of things has skyrocketed. Well, as I've said, people who make way less money than I do, I can only imagine how they're struggling. Even I feel it. And knowing that there's these decisions that we made, we made the decision to offshore things, which created that risk. And then we complain when it comes back and bites us. And instead of doing the right thing, which is stop making those stupid decisions and get people in office that are going to do right by local. See, this is where the whole nationalism conversation comes into play. Because yes, it should be America first in making sure that we're all good to go. To quote the legendary Jay-Z, I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. And instead, what we've tried to do is we've given and given and given when our local people are not good. The billions that we shipped overseas, uh, a lot of that money could have been used to help Americans get back on track. Instead, we make it harder for people locally to get the aid they need. And we encourage homelessness. We don't do anything about it. And then now this. So I'm not, there's no call to action. I just figured to make sure you understand that there are broad reaching impacts of what everybody's experiencing. I do believe it's worldwide. And what I am saying is that we, as in our governments, made decisions, period. They made decisions way back long ago that they had to know was going to set us up for failure because they were trying to force values on other people. 
when you've got the United Nations basically saying, if we don't end the war in Ukraine, we're going to have a food famine across the globe. I mean, that number one, whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. It's a problem. It, it's a problem. It's a big problem. And I, again, we chose this. We chose to distribute all our stuff. If you can think locally, if you're in the United States hearing this, if you could think locally, if we were actually embracing our farmers, we were financially helping them do what they need to do. We were not threatening them. We were not taking their land. We were actually celebrating getting more farming, getting more people raising animals safely and happily, right? If we were actually celebrating our own, that's a, that's jobs, right? That's people. And yes, there are certain that don't want to do it, but there's others that don't mind doing it as long as it pays right. Being able to pay correctly, I think that's something we're subsidizing. Where the, you know, the farmer, the employer, the company pays 50% and the government helps because we need that infrastructure. We need that food supply locally. We can offshore 20% of it just to have that, but we should never have it where we are so dependent on some other country that's not even in the UN itself, not even in the protectorate itself, not even in the union itself, where we have that dependency and then all of a sudden we're just crapped out. Same with the supply chain. There should never have been an approval to completely ship offshore all semiconductor processing, or at least the majority, semiconductor production and processing outside of the borders. It doesn't make any sense. All because of greedy people, because of greed, because they're trying to cut and save and save and save. And I should have said, they should have said, no, this is not acceptable. We must have a footprint here so that if something happens, we're not left in the dead. I argue that we should have shut Keystone. I know some people think it was moot, but the point is when you see $6 a gallon, it means that we made bad decisions. And I'm just saying that I think the bad decisions are coming back to bite us, and I don't like to see that happen. And I don't know where we go from here, and hopefully we're at a point of recovery sometime in the near future because I know people are struggling. I know people are struggling because I, I can feel it, although it's not a, quote, struggle for me specifically, but I can feel it, and with how much money I make, it's like, look, this is, this is a problem. we got to fix this and get back to common sense and sanity. And to me, that starts with, how we vote. It's not about the person. It's not about whether they're a cool person or they dance on Ellen DeGeneres or they know how to play a saxophone. None of that freaking matters. We need to look at the policies. What are they saying? Even if I don't like them as a person, are they talking about things that take about that take care of everybody locally and make sure that we're all good to go? And yes, that is a nationalist thought process because you can't help the poor if you're one of them. We can't turn ourselves into a third world country helping everybody else. We've got to make sure our house is clean before we invite people in. That's how I feel about it. And I always will. Nobody will change my mind on it because I believe that you've got to have a strong base first. We don't have a strong base. We're certainly not third world, but we feel like it in places. If you go to parts of California under the bridge, you're going to feel like it's a third world country because of how bad it is. And we look the other way. Why are we okay with that? I don't know. I don't want to be okay with it. I don't want others to be okay with it. And I want us to vote smart. Stop letting social media influence how you vote. Stop letting the media influence how you vote. Look at the policies. And yes, I know there's an emotional attachment to certain things that may be important to you, and I'm not suggesting you ignore them. I am saying that number one priority in my mind should be things that affect everybody, not just certain select groups. That should never be number one because all that does is sent us back into the slavery days, if you think about it, where one group of people was prioritized over others. 
people that are too young to don't, who didn't learn about it because our education system failed them should do some reading. And I'm talking a book, an actual encyclopedia to understand, not Wikipedia, not social media, actually an encyclopedia, pull it out, understand what was going on, where we were just prioritizing one group and where that got us. It didn't get us anywhere positive. We have to focus on those things, policies that benefit everybody equally first Get those done. Once they're working, we can circle back and figure out how we make certain groups right. That's what I believe. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.